I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. Well, Gary, I'm going to tip my hand on this one because we're taping this show a little bit early and I just got through seeing a couple of good games and I like to talk about one in particular before we get into further analyzing the MVP status of some of these players today. And what I'm going to do is look at it from a historical perspective. But before I do that, I just have to give a shout out to Julius Randle. I mean, between Julius Randle and Steph Curry, Steph Curry is averaged 38.5 points a game in the month of, of April. And that's more than even Rick Barry did when he averaged 35.7 points a game for the whole season. He is still on a tear. Yes, he had a down game against the Wizards. But, you know, he is still just just destroying everybody. And it's so impressive to see, and it's so exciting to see him play. And Julius Randle, Gary, I tell you, he used that jab step, cleared himself nicely for that jump shot. He reminded me of Willis Reed, but better. And I'm telling you, he is the real deal. And once again, Lakers, yeah, Jeannie Buss, you missed out because you should have kept him. You wouldn't have to have gone through all these gyrations you have with getting this guy, getting cousin, getting drum, and getting drum. You know, you wouldn't have those musical chairs if you just held your hand pat and kept a guy by the name of Julius Randle. Now, maybe LeBron didn't like him, but now LeBron, this guy, not in the conversation for MVP this year, maybe not, but definitely most improved player in, in the NBA, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, Gary. Did you want to say anything about that opening comment, Gary, before I, I delve into the MVP rankings again? Because I'm going to look at it from a historical perspective, and I think you'll find it rather interesting. Yeah, so to the Lakers' defense here, uh, Julius Randle did not turn into this type of player really until he got to New Orleans last mm-hmm. season. That's when people really started to see his true talent because he finally you know, grew into his own ability, per se. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's actually New Orleans' fault and LeBron's fault because LeBron, you know, wanted to get rid of him. But yeah. it's really New Orleans' fault for not re-signing him. But they didn't do it because of Zion. I, so I understand. Yeah. And what was what was also kind of humorous, Gary, I, I learned that when he was with the Lakers, he was getting ready. I think they were playing a game in Dallas. And he was getting ready to go visit his family in Dallas. And he got into the elevator and he saw Kobe there, Kobe Bryant, because they were on the same team at the time. And Kobe said, hey, where, where you going, man? And he said, I'm going to visit my family. He said, no, you're not. He said, what what do you mean? You're going to the gym with me. And this was at night. The game had already ended or they were getting ready to play the next day. And they went to the gym the night before the game. And he credits that with turning his career around because he realized that you're going to be good. You got to work your butt off. And now the Knicks, before games, they actually, if they have an off, night or whatever as far as not playing that night and they had practice that morning or whatever the whole team just about almost the whole team would go to the gym at night after the coaches finished with them and shoot and practice shooting shooting and they gary they are a solid team i think their coach is going to win coach of the year he should the team is in fourth place right now solidly in fourth place and he's a game and a half above the atlanta hawks are also playing good basketball and it, it is really good to see a team like the, the Knicks because they're an old-fashioned team in other words when they have a three on two 
they go for that sure layup. <laughs> you know, they go for the sure shot. Yeah, they shoot enough threes. Randall shoots a ton of them. He made five out of seven the other day. But the bottom line of it is they go for the high percentage shot. Derrick Rose gets into the paint. He scores. Derrick Rose does the crossover move, loses his man. He passes the ball to someone else who scores. R.J. Barrett is coming to his own. The Knicks are really the real deal, and I'm, I'm just thrilled to be able to say that. And also LeBron said recently that, it's been, you know, we need New York to have a good team. No kidding. And the other thing that's more, more important, though, Gary, to go along with what we've said in the past, it's a team. And the city is proud of the New York Knicks. The city has galvanized around the Knicks. And that is what sports is about, not jumping around and going to this team, going to that team, going to that team. And you don't even, you know, you can't even change the person's jersey fast enough before he's on, on his way to another team. It's not about that. It's about the rivalries between the, the, the teams and the cities. And that is what would make sports, regardless of what it would be, team sports, I should say, exciting. Now, Gary, you know what I did? I did a little analysis of past MVPs over the last 30, 35 years. And, and it's amazing because you're gonna, I'm going to mention some stats. And I know you're going to talk about Chris Paul as well, but I'm going to lead with him. But I'm also going to talk about some other folks as well. You know, you look at Steve Nash. Steve Nash would be, let's say, somewhat comparable to, to um, Chris Paul from the perspective that they're great quarterbacks as far as being being a, a team leader. And as we know, I don't think he deserved these two MVPs, but Nash got an MVP in 05 and 06. Now, in 05, he averaged, averaged 15 points a game, three rebounds a game, and 11.5 assists a game. Now, 15.5 points a game, and he got the MVP award. Well, Chris Paul is averaging 16 points a game right now. Chris Paul is averaging about five rebounds a game right now. And yes, he's a little shy on the assists. He's about nine assists. He must be in that conversation. Yeah, Steve Nash stepped up his game the following year and won the MVP award again, averaging 18.8 points a game, 4.2 rebounds a game, and 10.5 assists a game. But he, that being Chris Paul, should be in the discussion for MVP because the team has a phenomenal record thus far. And that has to be recognized far better than Steve Nash had led his teams during the years in which he won the MVP award. I know you're going to talk about Chris Paul, Gary, later, so I'm going to just skip to the next topic, and that is the Greek Freak. Now, the Greek Freak won the MVP award two times as well, averaging 29.5 one year, 27.7 another year. Well, he's averaging 28.5 now. Now, his rebounding has gone down over his MVP years. One year he averaged 13.5, that was 12.5, now he's at 11.3, but his assists have gone up. So that's why you, know, you said to yourself, why are they not talking about him for MVP? It's because it's very hard to win the third one, and quite frankly, he doesn't deserve it as far as I'm concerned. And I think most of the pundits would agree that he does not deserve it. But now let's go quickly, Gary, to Steph Curry, who I do believe should be in the conversation. Steph Curry is doing better this year than he did when he won the MVP, one of his MVP awards. He won the MVP award one year, averaging 23.8 points a game, 4.3 rebounds a game, 7.7 assists a game. And in his more banner, his banner year, he averaged 30.1, 5.4 rebounds, and 6.7 assists. He's doing better than that this year. And no one wants to put him in the conversation. He's averaging 31.2 points a game now, 5.6 rebounds a game now, 
and about six assists a game now. In fact, in the last 30 years, only one player has averaged, I'm sorry, two players have averaged more points than Steph Curry and won the MVP award. Not saying he's going to win it this year, but if he were to win it, only Westbrook averaged 31.6 when he won the MVP award. And Durant averaged 32 points a game in 2014 when he won the MVP award. So, yes, Curry would have averaged more points than Iverson, more points than MJ in 96, more points than any other player in the last 30 years. Now, once again, we know that Kobe Bryant had a phenomenal year and he was robbed of the MVP award from Steve Nash. But for a person to win the MVP award, if Steph Curry were to do so, no one else would have scored as many points as he has other than, by just a small margin, Durant and Westbrook, just by less than a point, if all things stayed the same, so which I think is, is something to be noted. Now, I've mentioned Gary the Joker frequently and as being one of the top candidates. Well, why do I say that? Because the Joker's average is 26.3, 10.9 rebounds, 8.7 assists. But the numbers kind of lie sometimes, Gary, because I don't think he's I don't think he's all that good. I, I'm gonna say that. I saw him play the other night against against Steph Curry. He was like the invisible man out there. He's very good, but he does miss Murray. There's no question about that. Is he a great player? Yes, he to a certain degree he is, but he's just as boring as I don't know what. He's almost turning into tiny Tim. Tim Duncan. Mentioning Tim Duncan, well, his numbers are very similar to Tim Duncan's numbers when Duncan won the MVP award in 02. Very similar to Carl Malone, very similar to David Robinson, also similar to Akeem Olajuwon. So why don't I think this guy should have the MVP award? Well, I'm not saying that per se, but I'm just saying that he does have some damn good numbers. But he is not, not the type of player that would bring a great deal of excitement, even though he does revolutionize the center position to a certain degree because of his ability to get a lot of assists. But uh, I guess I may have saw, well, I've seen him play better games, so let's put it that way. I mean, he played against Golden Golden State, and Golden State Warriors did win that game. And my last point, Gary, there are two more points, would be Gobert. Gobert's numbers, 14.5 points a game, 13.6 rebounds a game. Well, in the last 30 years, only one player would have averaged more rebounds a game if Gobert were to win the MVP award. He's not, but let's say if he were. And that is Kevin Garnett. Garnett averaged 13.9 points a game when he won the MVP award. So his rebounding is outstanding. Now, Shaq averaged 13.6 as well in his MVP year. But the bottom line of it is Utah has the best record in basketball, folks. And to ignore Gobert, Donovan Mitchell's been in and out. To ignore Gobert in the MVP count, to me, is, is definitely a, a mistake. Lastly, Dasik. Now, he is averaging 28.7 points a game, 8 rebounds, 8.7 assists a game. And quite frankly, Gary, those are almost the same numbers as LeBron had in his two MVP years. When LeBron won MVP in two of his MVP years, when LeBron won the MVP award in 2012, he averaged 27.1 points a game. He got 7.9 rebounds a game and 6.2 assists a game. That's worse than what Dasik is doing better than that. And then in his better year in 2013 with the Heat, LeBron averaged 26.8, eight rebounds a game and 7.3 assists a game. Now, keep in mind, that team, those teams won a hell of a lot more games than the Mavericks. So that's why I'm not, I don't have 
Luca in the discussion of the top, you know, three, top five, yes, MVP candidates for this year. But I just wanted to interject those both points, Gary, because I think that they're noteworthy from a historical perspective. And um, any comments you have on, on what I've just said? I have a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll start with Chris Paul. One, I wanted to uh, talk about and congratulate Chris Paul for now being fifth all-time on the all-time assist list. And I believe he's about 20 assists away from surpassing Mark Jackson for being fourth all-time on the assist list. Outstanding. Congrats to Chris Paul on that. But now i got to break down Chris Paul. So Steve Nash, those two years, was better than Chris Paul. Steve Nash averaged 11.5 assists in 2005. Mm -hmm. The Phoenix Suns won 62 games that year and they were the number one seed, and no one thought they were going to be the number one seed because at that time, Amari Stoudemire was in his second year, and Sean Marion was just getting into his own, and then another player named Joe Johnson was sixth man of the year that year. Mm-hmm. That Phoenix Sun team won more games than Chris Paul's team. Okay. And he had okay. and, and those two years, Steve Nash was 50-40-90 both those years. Okay. So Steve Nash, you know, I agree with you. I don't think he deserved the MVP for those two years, but if you're going to put up 16 points a game, you have to have something that's extraordinary about you. Mm-hmm. And there was two years in Chris Paul's career where I think he deserved the MVP. He had better seasons than those years. And that was the 2007-2008 season and 2008-2009 season where he averaged 21 points and almost 12 assists a game mm-hmm. and 2.7 steals a game. Mm-hmm. And the next year he averaged tw- almost 23 points a game, which is his career high. 2.8 steals and 11 assists a game mm. those two years. And both those years of the New Orleans Hornets were top seeds in the Western Conference. You know, one of the top seeds in the Western Conference. Those two years, one year they gave it to Dirk and the other year they gave it to Kobe Bryant, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Chris Paul deserves the MVP this year. I think he deserves to be in the running. I think based off his leadership, he deserves to be there. But no, Steve Nash had better years than Chris Paul is having right now. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, the second thing, the reason why Steph Curry's not going to win the MVPs is is the fact that they're not winning enough games. Yeah, I think he's putting up a lot of numbers. He's playing great, but the team's just not winning. Mm-hmm. And right now, Golden State, if this was a regular, a normal NBA season, you know, before COVID, the Golden State wouldn't even be in the playoffs right now. And that year when uh, when Kobe Bryant averaged 35 points a game, they were the seventh seed. They were at least in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So. It's very hard for me to even give it, you know, give the nod to Steph Curry. And they are talking about him. It's just that they don't, you know, they have won enough games. So it's mm-hmm. kind of, okay. kind of a, you know, a mute point. Uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, I've mentioned him many times. You know, I don't think he even deserves to be in a conversation, is my opinion. I think the Utah Jazz are a great team. And I think sometimes a great team doesn't have a go-to score. And we'll see how that affects them in the postseason. You know, can Donovan Mitchell take his game up to another level? Because they're going to need a guy to score the basketball in key moments. But yeah, I have no issue with Rudy Gobert being mentioned, I guess, but I don't think he should even be in the conversation. And those two years, you know, where you mentioned LeBron, uh, that 2013 Miami Heat team won 27 straight games. Mm. So, you know, they won the championship both years. So mm-hmm. it's really hard to compare. And also, one of those years, LeBron actually shot 40% from three. Mm-hmm. That was peak LeBron James because he was able to do everything on the court during that time. The way Luka's playing right now, the ball goes through Luka. So it's not a surprise that Luka puts up these numbers, but 
he's not really doing anything that impressive to me. Mm-hmm. I at agree. This point um in the season. So I, I agree with you on Luca here because I think they're doing the same thing with Zion. The ball goes through Zion, and if you always have the ball and you you can determine whether or not you want to shoot every time or shoot every other time, it's it's a totally totally um, different type of situation. I remember a guy by the name of Austin Carr who played. And for Notre Dame in college, Gary, and and I also remember Pistol Pete Maravich. And both of those guys, the ball stayed in. In the case of Pistol Pete, the ball stayed in his hands, and he averaged forty something points a game. In the case of Austin Carr, the whole team waited to, for Austin Carr to get open. You know, so they said picks after pick after pick, and then he got the ball and he scored forty points a game. And so when you have the whole universe or your whole team centered around one person, then that person can't help but have high numbers because their the whole team is, is really centered around them. So I, I agree with you on, on Luca, uh, very much so. You know, obviously you could say the same thing about the Joker, but the Joker doesn't play that type of game. He plays a what I like about him is that he plays such a team game. He plays like like a quarterback, like a guard, and trying to see who would have the best possible shot. And then he gets the ball to the person. But I think the person who we haven't mentioned, and because we, I think we both think very highly of him, is Embiid. I mean, the guy right now would be my choice, as I mentioned earlier on the show, uh, for the MVP award. Will he get enough games then? That's the question. I, I don't know. I hope he does. But he, he's doing it all right now, and the team has been winning. And I think the team has a good shot at uh, making a lot of noise in the East, whether or not they can get by the Nets. If the Nets are ever healthy, they don't, the, the big three have only played together seven times thus far. Um, I don't know. And, and once again, let's not shortchange Milwaukee and let's not shortchange the Celtics. But the bottom line of it is, Embiid to me is the best basketball player who played this year. James Harden, once again, was way up on my list, but obviously he's he's going to be out even longer now. Now it's indefinitely. And obviously Kevin Durant's been out you know, a lot as well. You also mentioned this as well. Also, the reason why Giannis is not in the MVP discussion, you know, I actually believe that Giannis should be, but the main reason is the Milwaukee Bucks are not playing as well as they've been playing the last few years. That's true. And also Giannis's playoff performance is affecting his regular season. I agree. And I agree. and no one wants him to, you know, to win three straight MVPs without winning a championship. Or without even getting into the NBA finals. You know, so right. <laughs> right. That, right. So, yeah, I so agree. no one really wants to do that. So uh, from that standpoint, and I agree with you, Joel Embiid would be my MVP if he played enough games. And and that's why the Joker is my MVP. Because he's played every single game so far. Yeah, he, he and has. And when you play every game at a high level, you know, that's why you're the MVP. Availability is the most important thing when it comes to the MVP. If you're able to play, you know, as a superstar, if you're able to play and put up numbers, you are going to be able to win the MVP. I would love to dig into this question of, do you think Chris Paul is now a top five point guard of all time? Garrett, that's an excellent question. Um, <laughs> you look at his numbers, they are, they are very strong. One of the top five point guards of all time. Boy, that could be a segment, but I, I think that he would definitely have to be up there, Gary. I'm not sure if he makes a top five, but if he's not at the top five, he is right out knocking at the door. I'm, uh, you know, I think of, I'm going to throw out names, and I'm not going to put them in any particular order at this point, but you know, you got to, you know, respect Steve Nash and his, the numbers that he's, that he's put up. You got to look at what Stockton has done also over the years. 
you got to look at those numbers that they're just real. And, you know, for me, you got to look at Oscar Robertson. His numbers are just what they are. And also for me, when you look at people going even further back, the Bob Cousy's of the world and the, uh, you know, which was, he was very special. The first point guard to win the MVP award. So it's a, it's a tough question. Obviously you can't leave out the magic man. And, and so uh, it's a real, real tough question, Gary, but, you know, I, I I would definitely have him if he said top ten, no problem. And he's not, not even not even a question. I wouldn't even hesitate to not put him in the top ten. But uh, top five, I I have to give some thought to it. I think he's right at that right knocking on the door, but I'm not sure if he gets into the top five. What do you think? Well, I'm shocked you didn't mention another point guard who's also in the conversation, and that's Isaiah Thomas. You know, Gary, Isaiah Thomas, I, I here, 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 I'm I'm very biased about Isaiah Thomas. I simply don't like him. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't either. I hate to but... say it like that, but the way he introduced bully ball and, and deck people, I was, you know, I I just, just didn't like his whole attitude. I just, you know, it's it's a shame that some just like Rudy Gobert, as I said before, I don't care if Rudy averaged 20 points a game and got 15 rebounds a game this year. He's not getting the MVP award because of what he did with COVID and putting his hands over the mic and making fun of something that was killing people. That's killed over half a million people, more than half a million people in the United States. You know, so just because of that, you can't, you know, you can't. You get hopefully next year I'll be able to forget about what Rudy did this year. Maybe they give him the Defensive Player of the Year award, but Ben Simmons is going to be knocking at the door. And I tell you, Gary, the guy for the Knicks, he reminded me so much of Bill Russell. Yeah, Noel. I mean, the guy, he blocked at least four shots the other day. I mean, at least four shots. And not against guys who are 6'2", 6'3", 6'7". Seven-footers. He was just daring them to dunk it on him, and he was throwing the ball away. And every time the Toronto guard went to the basket and tried to do a little tricky layup, the ball was thrown away. And so yeah, he may not even win the defensive player of the year, but, you know, the fact that he did what he did with COVID, Gobert is, is someone I can't respect to the point where I would vote for him. So that's that's the same way I feel about Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, you have two rings. I don't really care. You know, you were a better player. I liked you when you played for Indiana, for Bobby Knight. You were all right. But I, I can't I can't show any love toward him. Well, we also have to mention Steph Curry as well in the conversation. Uh, so I think that should be a segment later on just to actually see where we would put uh, certain guys. But it is a question that we now have to bring up now that he has a chance, Chris Paul, by next season to be third all time. Wow. No, it, it is. He, he, he must be in the discussion, Gary. You have to throw Westbrook in there. I mean, you, the guy averages triple doubles. One of those doubles would be assists. And, uh, you know, how many times has he, has he got, led, you know, gotten 10, 10 assists a season? It's been two or three times now. And so you got to give him some love there. I, I look at him and, um, well, he, Westbrook, I'll let him be a point guard. But I look at Steph. I know technically he's probably a point guard, but I look at look at him as a combo guard. You know, I look at him like uh, – like, and I'm not trying. No, I'm not going to compare myself to him. But I'm just saying that some people really want to score first, and then they kind of secondary is like, oh, okay, I pass. And that's the way I played. I always wanted to score, but it's like, you know, I had to. Okay, but it wasn't like what Magic did. It wasn't like what Chris Paul does today. It wasn't like what Stockton did throughout throughout his career or Steve Nash. I consider those people or Bob Cousy. I, I see. I see those people as pure point guards. You know, when they think pass first. And then, oh, 
you can leave me that wide open. I have to take the shot. No, that's not the way. Um, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put Steph in that category because Steph was going to take that shot. So I, I see him more as a shooting guard than than a point guard. So I don't think Russell Westbrook should even be in the conversation. Mm, um, okay. I look at Russell Westbrook as more of a combo guard because I I think Russell Westbrook passes the ball to get numbers. I don't think he passes the Good ball point. because he actually wants to pass the basketball. So, you know, that would be something that we would have to actually look at is what really makes a true point guard because I think in, in today's NBA, we don't know what a true point guard is. Everyone wants to play the LeBron James system, which is just put everyone in the corner and drive and kick. So you don't really know who's a point guard. So it's very hard to, you know, to actually tell – you know, um, who's who, but I think it'll be very interesting to actually do this list um, in the future, you know, but I do believe Chris Paul should be in the conversation. I didn't have Chris Paul in my top 50 players all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe that he's not there yet. I think by the end of this season, I think he will prove that he belongs there, Yeah, especially with how he's doing with the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. People need to also remember the Phoenix Suns went 8-0 in the bubble, so they were already going in the right direction. Chris Paul got there. Good point. No one wants to bring that up. That's an excellent point, Gary. They just want to, you know, talk about how great Chris Paul's been playing. You know, that's he's an excellent great, point. But you know, let's remember Phoenix was going in the right direction. They got Monty Williams as their coach. That was the right decision. That was the first big decision that they actually made. And DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker have, you know, have definitely stepped their game up another level. So when Chris Paul got there, it just worked out. But I hear, you. I, I hear you. I, I agree uh, with you. That's a good point. Now. As far as point guards, you got to go with the Magic Man. No one has won the MVP award with a higher number of assists per game than the Magic Man. I just want to give kudos to them to Magic Johnson. I went over him rather quickly when the guy averaged twelve point two assists in eighty seven, winning the MVP award. Twelve point eight assists the game in eighty nine, winning the MVP award, and eleven point five in eighty nine, winning the MVP award. So there's some pure pure point guards in the history of basketball but you're right Gary as far as today if you're looking at who who would be considered a real pure point guard I mean James Harden was trying to make himself into a point guard and was doing a damn good job at it quite frankly but you know we still see him you know <laughs> taking a lot of shots and and doing some other things but but um I agree with you on, on Westbrook. It's like Westbrook goes, okay, it's time for me to score. So then he just shoots. You know, no matter what happens, he just shoots. And then he says, it's time for me to rebound. And then he just rebounds. And he just rebounds. And he just rebounds. And then he says, it's time for me to get an assist. And he just, and he does, he does go right to the numbers. It's almost like he's looking at a book saying, okay, man, how many rebounds do I have? And he says, and he just goes for it. And that, you, it does take away from the luster of a, of a true point guard. When you see a player almost mentally thinking about the numbers that he or he has, but um, it comes organically for people like Steve Nash, and it did for Magic. And even those years that I'm talking that I talked about for Magic, he was still averaging over 22 points a game. You know, so <laughs> you know that's uh, because what, he was six, he was six nine as a point guard. Garrett, a great conversation for for another day, and I and I uh, look forward to, uh, to to doing that soon. Don't forget to subscribe.